Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. I'm doing the entire intro. No, I'm not, because Melissa's chewing. I never say this part anyway. That is true. Welcome back to Don't Blame Me. We're an advice podcast. I am Megan. Hey, hello. And I'm joined by my co-host, producer, and the mayor of Hot Girl Summer. Hey! hey. Melissa! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish we could show like a full, like a full runway look yeah. for you. Well, it's not, it doesn't, it's not hidden the way it was no, hidden no, no. earlier because no, I no. have like tie-dye socks now, but. I mean, to be fair, socks are with like. Like some slides. Yeah. I was like, that's like a thing that people wear now, but like mm-hmm. not in like a hot girl summer way. I would also think you might just slip out of them. It mm-hmm. seems a little dangerous. No, 
for you maybe because no, you with were, the socks on. I know I do oh. it all the time. You because you are a clumsy person, mm-hmm. maybe, but I do it all the time with my slides that I have. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a mess. I am just a sack of bones tied together. I feel like you're a sack of meat. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> As a person with the body type of a grasshopper, that means a lot. I don't have a lot of meat. Uh, I have boobs, though. Just small I'm ones. I'm telling you about They're the cute. way that you I know. glide around the room. Yeah. No, I feel like I'm a burlap sack. Like, I'm like, I'm you, you hoist it over your back and like you don't or like the exact opposite of a pregnant person who has like spatial awareness of like their pregnant belly. Like, I'm the exact opposite. I'm a bull in a china shop. I don't, I don't know where all my limbs go. And I only have four. <laughs> this is true. I think the last time we recorded, or the, the time before the last time we recorded, uh-huh. you fell like six times. Yes. And? <laughs> I'm just letting the people know because they didn't know. Yeah, I have a fat bruise on my leg today. I didn't even know where I got it from. And like, it was like, it was way worse. Like, I think three or four days ago, it was like the peak of it. And I like, I was like, oh my God, where did this come from? Mons is like, oh, you hit your leg on the coffee table. And I was like, you oh. always, you need a Ottoman coffee table. Yeah. I think we, I need to baby proof my house yes. for myself. I'm not joking because this thing is heavy and it has no give. So you're just yeah, knocking you right into it. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, you need an, I have one if you want to switch it out. <laughs> I, maybe I need something just like that's rounded too. Well, this is an advice podcast. I didn't already <laughs> say that. We give wonderful advice about what coffee tables you should have. Imagine if that was like the mundane ass advice we gave. Coffee tables. They're just like us. <laughs> Hard or soft. The multitude of shapes. You put your feet, feet on, on it. You can put things inside of them okay. or on top. Yeah, I don't want you to put anything on top of me. Like... Well, what yeah, um, if you're laying horizontal, yeah, you can put something on top of you. Yeah, I know, but I'm like, I don't mean to just like throw. <laughs> I'm just picturing it. Flop a flop a dick on you. I just meant a body as a whole. Oh, a whole body. That yes, makes more sense. Yes. My mind, I was like, just an unattached limp penis. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm so pure and innocent. Shut the so. fuck up. Well. I'm not going to say we're an advice podcast again, even though I just We're did. an advice podcast. <laughs> if you need advice, you can call into 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message. Email it to us at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Did you forget your name there? A little bit. <laughs> it's it, Having ADHD is hard. Maybe I shouldn't be the one facing the window. Maybe. You know what I mean? But that's your side. It is my good side. I just need to not look out the window. Good thing I don't have my glasses I mean, on. You did open the windows. They were closed when I arrived. Oh, that is true. But we need the light. So whatever. Moving on. So what you need to do for your calls. <laughs> this is a shit show of an intro. Um, make sure you're 18 or over have your parents' permission to call in and write it down. Practice. Make sure you know exactly what you're going to say. You have all of your details. And then we say practice because you can like time it on your phone because it has to be under three minutes and then you won't forget anything. You won't leave any, out any important info and you potentially could get a gold star. Nope, I changed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. To a sparkly diamond. A sparkly diamond. So just know that you could have that insane accolade. So do your homework accordingly. Let us know your pronouns in the call. And um, I haven't said this one in a while. 
we give advice the way that we like to receive advice. We're the friends that you go to when you're like, okay, I already went to Becky and I already went to Susan. (laughs) Who are your friends? How old are your friends? I was I meant to I meant to say Sharon, who was a character on Love Island, but I still can't. She, I think she's my age. I'm like, there is someone my age walking around with the name Sharon. Might as well be Gertrude. That's what I. Well, no, Gertrude. I would say is think I think trendier now. I know the names have such like. Do you think about the fact that like we're gonna have a bunch of grandmas named Brittany and Chloe? I know. How but weird is that? Normal. That's what I mean. Like so, like it is so odd Jenna. that like. Oh, yeah. But there's like so many that like now I think those names that we consider old people names, like those are becoming younger people again. And like it's just cycling through and it's it's an odd time. Well, yeah, that's true. And this is my grandfather, Phoenix. Chad. <gasps> I saw someone tweet the other day and they're like, I can't believe that I'm going to be 40 years old and named Chad. And then I'm going to be a 90 year old man named Chad. <laughs> that is you, that that's like one of those things you the PSA on TV if you are named Chad you use financial <laughs> compensation <laughs> like that is that's a lot yeah wow so yeah we give tough love advice but it always comes from a good place and we care about everybody who's calling in we also have a video version on Patreon if you are wanting to see our facial expressions or you just want to you're like a related Jeff Bezos or you have his like pin number and you like really want to like stick it to the man. In that case, I would like, you don't just do the dollar a month. Bro. You have to give it all to me because Megan doesn't like money. No, I do like money. I just don't like, I get overwhelmed with the concept of responsibility I of know. money. So if you give it all to me. Yeah, then Melissa can give me what I <laughs> You get a little allowance. <laughs> that would be perfect. See, like a sugar baby allowance. And see, I love looking at money. I love looking at my bank account. Nope. I love looking at dollar amounts. It makes me happy. That's you and mods. I, it makes me so anxious. I can't. Hey, I can't. Okay. Um, what's with you? This week, I am directing an audiobook in Germany. I'm working my hours. I wake up at 12 o'clock. Like I'm going to sleep at four and going to and waking up at 12 in the morning to work till, you know, I'm done until next monday holy shit so i've been up for hours like i can't complain about being tired <laughs> i want to right now it's like the equivalent of me at like 11 o'clock at night on my usual day holy fuck that's a lot well i'm happy for you i'm not happy for the logistics for yeah, you yeah i mean it's like a biology fun biology book which only like i could say it's like a fun <laughs> sorry i thought it was for children no, that's on Friday. I will be doing two on Friday. Is that one based in the United States? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's a lot better for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I will already been up because I will be directing from 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. And that's at 1 p.m. And I have other work to do in between. Wow. I'm angry with myself for being tired because I'm like, oh, Megan, you stayed up way too late watching Love Island. And then I watched Fuckboy Island, which... First of all, Love Island, I've always said, perfect television. It's so great. It's fantastic. I recommend everyone to watch it. But the hard part about Love Island, it's a very large commitment. And it's not that like, oh, I don't want to do it. It's like, you're going to have a really hard time doing anything else. It's a lot. But Fuck Boy Island, not sponsored. But hey, if you guys want to throw an ad our way, very ready to do it. Because I know the creator of it, one of the EPs. It's on HBO Max. And 
the concept is genius. It is three girls and then I forget how many guys, but a fuck ton of guys. And then the girls kind of pick which guys that they like. The guys pick which girls they like. And half of them are self-proclaimed nice guys. And the other half of them are self-proclaimed fuck boys who are just in it and have said that they're just in it for the money, like the prize money to like win at the end of this. And they like go on dates and like do challenges and like talk with them. And then they get to, at the end, they like pick their like bottom three or bottom two at the end of every episode. And then those people after they've been eliminated or whatever are revealed if they are a nice guy or a fuck boy. So that fuck boys, when they get eliminated, they go to Limbro, which is like trash. And like, let's be honest, they're not actually living there, but like they make it look like they are like, it is like the hybrid of a reality show and then like a scripted comedy show. Like there are bits about it. And like, that's like one of the bits is like, they like bring them to this shack and the fuck boys have to live there. And like Nikki Glaser does like, I was about to say, wait, Nikki Glaser's involved. So she's, I watched. (laughs) She hosts it. There's only like eight or 10 episodes or something like that. But so she hosts it and she's also an EP on it. And so then they go to Limbro and she like, we check in with them periodically. So the guys who have left, we check in with them at the nice guy grotto is what it's called. And then Limbro is where the fuck boys go. And so I think what's going to happen is that there's going to be some sort of like redemption arc. Like, can these fuck boys get reformed or whatever? But like she sits around with them and does these like therapy sessions. But like, again, it's like really funny. And the guys are like pretending that they haven't eaten in days and they haven't like slept. And there was one where um, he's like, one of the guys is saying like, he's like learned from it. And like Nikki Glaser was saying like, so is it safe to say that you smash the pussy and then you break their hearts and like it's just like all of the one-liners are really fucking funny and then the nice guy grotto it's like these guys just like living lavishly like waving from their balcony like hello boys and it is just so insanely entertaining and i think the part that is like the most hilarious to me personally is i was telling this to mods that i would rather pick a self-proclaimed fuckboy than a self-proclaimed nice guy yeah they're one in the same but i think like a self-proclaimed nice guy like they try too hard. It's so easy to tell who's a fuckboy, but it's easy to tell before they open their mouths. Yeah. It is like so fucking entertaining. But like, yeah, the nice guys, I trust them so much less because I'm like, you're going to gaslight me way harder than a fuckboy who's going to like, I'm just going to like fucking shoot my shot. You're going to be like more, more often than not, like pretty transparent. You can see what they're up to. Like you get it versus a nice guy. It's like, I'm going to weasel my way in and I'm going to make you think you owe me fucking something. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to throw it in your face. Like, but I'm a nice guy. But I will say the couple of nice guys that they've gotten, there's like one that I'm like, I could see you actually being a nice guy. But they, in the last episode that I watched, they, everyone had to reveal if they were a nice guy or a fuck boy. And so now the girls know and a lot of them are into the fuck boys. I was going to say. And I was like, come on. But you can tell. But it's also interesting, too, because it's not like The Bachelor. It's not like to get married or anything like that. So, like, that's what makes it, like, kind of more like, are you the one? Where it makes it, like, just so much messier. Like, there is no engagement at the end of this. And so, like, a lot of them are just being like, yeah, I want to date a fuck boy. Like, I want to do this. And it is so entertaining. And Nikki Glaser is so funny. And she roasts these boys so hard and none of them know what to do with it. Cool. I'm in now. It's great. Okay, so this ad for... <laughs> okay, please have us do an ad. Like, yeah. this is like... It really is. It fits. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, you should watch Love Island. <laughs> so we just recorded our update for this episode. And it's like kind of an update, but it's mostly like a live call. Mm-hmm. 
with asking like advice for what to do about a current situation that's like not from the other episode that they were on. So we're going to just treat the second half of this episode like a live yeah. call. Yeah. So it's long. So it's just going to be the second half and we're just going to do a call and don't blame them up here at the top. Should we get into the call? Let's do it. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling in today because I really need some advice. Um, So I'm 25 years old. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm calling in because my friend, who goes by the pronouns of he, him, well, we, well, here's what happened. So I'm, I've been fully vaccinated since the end of April. And I only got it. I never got it because of school or because of work. I got it because I wanted to get it. Um, so my friend, he is not vaccinated. He is refusing to get the vaccine. He's also doesn't really care to wear masks, which we're opposite on that because I just don't, you know, he's really like careless about it, which I don't like. Um, so I got an email from school the other day and in order to be back on campus starting on the 16th, you have to send in your records that you are fully vaccinated and you have to send in your um, online vaccine records. So my friend ended up telling me that he was going to go ahead and get the vaccine so he can be back on campus. And I was really proud of him. And I never forced him or anything. He said it on his own and I supported him. Um, and then he, I ended up asking him today when he was going to get it. And he said he doesn't care about COVID. He's not going to get it. He already paid for his classes online. So he's just going to go anyway. And to me, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it's kind of dishonesty for one, the people who are fully vaccinated and on campus. And then two, other people who don't want to get vaccinated, but are at least being honest and doing their part by doing school from home. Um, he does have a fake vaccine card, which I am not surprised, but he has that. And he basically was like, how is the school going to know? And I don't know. I kind of just don't like that he's like getting away with it and being dishonest. I need your guys' opinions because I know how you guys stand. Or I, know, I know where you guys stand on the vaccine, where I'm completely on your guys' side. And, yeah, I just need advice because I don't know where to go from here with him. It really rubbed me the wrong way. How do I handle the situation? What would you guys do? Because he's one of my close friends, but I don't really like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I could just use any advice I can get. Um, yeah. Well, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. I'm snitching. I'm, I'm telling everybody. Too. I'm telling everybody. What's that rapper that was like telling he went to whatever? Was it the 50 Cent thing? No. Oh. Yeah, a whole bunch of like tattoos on his face. Whatever. I'm that dude. I'm him. I'm oh, t- <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Ta- 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 Something like ta- that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm, I'm calling. I'm sending whoever's checking vaccines. I'm telling them. I'm sending, uh, finding out what college he's in. I'm going to send it to that school i'm gonna uh send it to all the advisors that are in that school i'm sending it to the freaking school newspaper i'm telling everybody i'm also telling the government because <laughs> yeah. that's illegal yeah. like that's like really illegal yeah here's the thing if you don't feel comfortable writing him out email his information i'll write him out i'll write him out i'm t- i'm ready yeah no i'm we this is what we were designed <laughs> yes. for this is what we were built for yes. like if you do not feel comfortable like and then also then you're not lying when he's like, oh, my God, how did this happen? How like, do they know? Yeah. And you're like, I didn't I didn't tell them because you won't have you will have told us. Yes. And then we can do that. No, mm-hmm. this is like it's illegal. It's so <laughs> illegal. Yeah. Like jail illegal. Mm-hmm. I don't know who has been making you downplay your feelings because like you're pissed about this, mm-hmm. but you're like, 
well, I don't, I don't like, know what to do. Yeah, no, no, no. You know how you feel. Yeah. Fuck this dude. This dude is not your friend. And I think you know that, but I don't know why you're not like saying that shit with your whole chest. Yeah. I'm for real. Like, tell everybody. Uh-huh. Make a fake Gmail account. If you don't want to tell us, make a fake Gmail account and tell everybody. Yep. Email the school newspaper. They're going to do an expose. Because he's probably not the only one that's doing this no. anyway. Tell the dean of his school. Tell the dean of the the chancellor of the university. Tell all the advisors. Tell everyone. Well, because, yeah, then they're going to figure out where the fuck did he get this? And then mm-hmm. they're going to take down the whole shebang. The, yep. Also, I'm going to let him know that he's a fucking idiot. Like you have <laughs> vaccine records exist. If you have a fake one, no one created a fake vaccine record in the data, like in the database. Right. So like if they're checking them, which that's the other thing, like, and when I say that, it's not like, oh, well, then they will be the ones to figure it out. No, sadly, a lot of places will just take it at face value. They're not going to like check mm-hmm. and like enter in your number and, and all don't of that have shit. like a database like we have in California. Oh, true. I didn't even think about yeah. that. That ours is California based. Yeah. So you have to rat him out, whether that's to them directly or to us. And then we will rat him out. But yeah, he is being an absolute asshole. Like he is, this is when people are like this, I'm like, oh, so you are plotting murder. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I'm like, this that's, is, that is, that's what murder. It is. Yeah. Like you are, what is it called when you are premeditated? Uh, this is premeditated mass murder, jail, straight to jail. I don't even believe in jail, but <laughs> I don't believe in the popos, but I call him on him. <laughs> same, <laughs> literally same. We reserve it for the especially heinous mm-hmm. and this fucker. Because there's like included. there's even like cops that are getting fired from their jobs because they're not getting vaccinated. As they and that's be. great because then that means we're starting to weed those dudes Honestly, out. I'm like, we just have to come up with more of these things <laughs> yes. that slowly whack them away. <laughs> whack them away. But yeah, oh. I just fuck him. Like, this is like, and I don't like people are just like such selfish idiots. And like, this is one of those things that I'm like, this is like a case in point, like. He's not a good person. Like, this is not something that you can overlook as like, a oh, well, this is a difference in opinion. Like, no, no, no. This is like, hi, I am a bad person. Yeah. I am okay if like I'm doing something that could potentially cause like my classmate's little sister who has leukemia to die. I'm okay with murdering a child. I'm okay with murdering people that I know and love or the people who in my life who I care about, their relatives and family. I am cool with that. I'm signing up for that. I am planning to do that. And it's not like he doesn't have the option to stay home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is like creepy. Like why very much. Yeah. Why are you trying to kill people? You fucking psycho. I just can picture what he looks like, too. I can picture what he smells like. He definitely wears like multiple, multiple chains and he's like very scrawny. So they're like really heavy on his like thin see, neck. I don't even think I'm like that. I see him like as like very pretentious, like still pops his collar, boat shoe wearing, like wears a little tiny docker shorts. Oh, I, I see all of that. But I see like the TikTok kind of chains where it's like the they're popping out from like underneath. But it's like mm. these scrawny boys who are like... I listen to Kanye. The and it's ones like, that talk uh, like this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. He is not your fucking friend. No. Not your fucking friend. So I'm um, looking forward to either receiving your email or receiving an email with an update letting us know. Just send us your school newspaper. Yes. Clipping. 
expose. They'd eat this up. I'll write it for free. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, school reporters are very, like, tenacious. And they oh, would yeah. eat it up. And they'd do a whole... Did you see those, like, high school students that figured out that their principal didn't actually have a degree? Wow. Why did I... Why was I on yearbook? <laughs> I should have actually done because all my friends yeah. did journalism. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How did they find that out? They were just like, something's not adding up. They, like... <gasps> wanted to write something about her in the paper and she wasn't giving like a clear like she said she had a PhD she like wasn't giving a clear answer to like what school she went to and stuff and so then they start digging it's like six high school students and exposed her ass and that's what I want for this because if he's doing it that means he knows somebody else that did it yeah and so there's gonna be a whole expose and I can't wait and I want to see the article do you think it's the same people who are doing fake IDs yeah They've sh- I've seen someone walk into a store on TikTok because they were showing how easy it is to get one. And it's like it's like a store that does like they make passports too. like it, they actually do like do the picture for the passport that yeah. you send in. And so like that's kind of their clean their part of the business. Yeah. And like you can easily get like fake IDs and fake uh, immunization records. And it was like fake like documents that you're a citizen like. Wow. Yeah. Some Olivia Pope shit. Mm-hmm. I did some investigative journalism about a teacher I had in middle school and I, he hates me to, to this day. What do you do? I mean, looking back on it now, he like, it was one of those teachers that like, he like just picked on me and hated me, but like, it was like in a pervy teacher way. You know Gross. what I mean? Yeah. He was so weird and so weirdly obsessed with me. It was insane. I'm disgusted. I'm never surprised when a teacher is like, I don't like you. But I do really respect teachers who are like, I got a kick out of you. And I'm like, thank you so much. Oh, middle school. (laughs) So we're going to go into Don't Blame Them. And this is where a listener will call in with their own advice that they have. They they thought of in their noggins after listening to an episode. Hi, Megan and Melissa. This is a Don't Blame Them on the funeral and birthday episode. Um, I was in the same situation maybe two years ago. I am now 23. And, um, you know, I picked a social event rather than a friend's funeral. Um, Of course, they weren't like a very close friend of mine. I only knew them for like two months. I wasn't really in the loop on the plans as the caller was as well. And this one thing that I have at social event, I had planned for like months in advance as well. And I know other people were involved and they couldn't really do it without me because a lot of things were under my name. Um, and I was the only one of age that could do stuff. So I feel really guilty about it. Um, that I didn't go and like a lot of people held it over me. But, you know, looking back on it, I could have put it in my head like this bit social event I'm going to, it's going to happen again. Like this birthday, like sure up to your 21st, but also your friend is going to have other birthdays. There's not going to be another funeral. And you said that he doesn't have any, like a lot of family. So who else is going to be there? And so I would, I would just factor that into the situation. But again, like it's definitely your choice, but I would think of all the pros and cons about it. And as Megan and Alyssa said, like definitely, um, you know, talk to them and let them know that you're there for them and send flowers and if you want to try to do both maybe ask your friend like are there any like docks that you aren't like actually boarding at that you all could pick me up at so they could like you know meet you at like midday or like in the evening so you could still make an appearance to both of the things 
don't know. But, like, good luck. Don't feel as guilty as I did, but I just want to make sure that, you know, the caller really factors in all her options and the pros and cons of everything. Bye. It's a great call. I think the best decision-making process in most decisions is what will make you feel less shitty, you know? I still stand by what I say. I, I think it's it's, it's interesting, yeah. though, because we talked about it on... We posted about it on our Instagram and uh, did it in the Facebook group as well. But it is like very, very split the mm-hmm. same kind of way. Obviously, like every situation is different. It's not like a blanket statement that like all yes, always or no, always. Yeah, it's just varies person to person. Yep. Person making the decision and then also who you're making the decision regarding. But yeah, I've been thinking about that one a lot more, too. I keep wondering, I'm like, am I going to change my mind? I guess it just depends on all the information that you have. Yep. But yeah, if you haven't said your two cents, scroll on our Instagram and we have a post about it. Yeah. Well, so we are going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with the rest of the show. Yes. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.
Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah. I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back back from our break. So now we're going to get into the update slash basically a live call friend intervention, like friend Mm -hmm. therapy. I had called because I was the girl who called in with the, her closer in his closet. Um, (laughs) Shut the fuck up. You are an icon. Oh my God. You said that so goddamn casually. Yeah. I have two I didn't know. I didn't know either. I have full blown chills. If I would have known, I would have told you. And I just didn't. My nipples are hard. I'm dying. Um, Shut the fuck up. And also, like, I don't know if you're in the Facebook group, but your, your, like, part of your call is, is like questions to get into Facebook group. Yeah. So I, I called in with an update in December. Mm hmm. And then, yeah, and you guys told me about the Facebook oh, yeah, questions. Yeah. Oh, we, right. did, we did, we did, we did, we did. So I had called with that call like a year and a half ago. I was dating this guy and it was very casual, especially because like I wanted it to be casual because he had just broken up with his girlfriend and 
in all of that, she lived down the street from him. And this is all like townhomes. Um, she lived down the street from him and I lived across the street from him. So we were all on the same street and he and I were dating casually. And, you know, we didn't really tell anyone because it was very casual. I don't know if she knew she probably did knowing girls like we always know, (laughs) but like, as far as I knew at the time, I was like, Oh, she doesn't know. There's no way that she knows. But I noticed one day her clothes were in his closet. And then I was like, okay, maybe this isn't a great thing for us to be doing while he still has like some of her stuff. They're still kind of going through this breakup. So I was like, okay, I think that it's best that we stop seeing each other. We stop doing everything that we're doing. And then a week later, he was like, I'm going to, to California. I'm going across the country. I'm, will you drive me to the airport? And I was like, okay, sure. He was going with his family, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he told you. Yeah. So he was going on a family vacation for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to drive him to the airport. And I was like, yeah, sure. Cause there was an airport in town. I thought that's what he meant. He meant an airport two hours away at three in the morning. And so I said, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he then asked his ex-girlfriend to drive him. And when he got back and she had, she drove him to the airport and back at three in the morning and then picked him up from the airport and took him back home. Um, so that was a total of eight hours of driving for him to the airport. And he comes to my house and sits on my bed and says, yeah, she's crazy though. And so, you know, I was upset cause I was like, Oh, well her clothes are in his closet and her car was in his driveway at one point. And then I, and then I think Cammie Crawford's the one who said his dick is in her vagina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we just stopped seeing each other. Cause I was like, I can't do this anymore. And it was all very toxic. And then like, you know, COVID happened and he would come over all the time and ask for like anything, like a charger, a jar of pickles, like just random stuff. And I was, I was like, why are you coming over here? No mask, like uninvited, unannounced. Like, what are you doing? But I moved out of there over a year ago. So we're all good. And so did he. And I haven't talked to him since. So I had called, I think it had to have been like late February, early March. Cause I remember saying it's been two months, but I had called uh, because I was broken up with the um, day after I told my boyfriend that I loved him. And, a co- you know, a couple months later, I called for advice on how to move on because I was at a point where I did not think I would be able to move on at all. Like I was very emotionally paralyzed. I was in the semester of school. I was like, I can't like, I, I need to figure out how to actually like move on because this is like taking hold on my life in a way that I don't want it to. And then something that I didn't include in the call. And I can't remember if it was something I couldn't fit in or if it's something that happened after I had called in. So I had called him and I was on the phone with him, I think sometime in February. So maybe this did happen and I just like didn't include it in the call. So on the phone, we talked about a lot of things and I told him that I wanted him to be miserable with the next girl he was with. He did immediately hang up on me. Understandably. Yes. And I was in my car parked, of course, um, when I called him and I was like bawling and I was like, oh no, what did I do? Like, this is terrible. All this different stuff. I did text him the next day and apologize. But you know, when it's the next day, it's more like, I just want to feel good. I don't want to like, I, I don't know if this is an actual apology, but then I reached out to him sometime around June and we reconciled and, and I did like apologize again. And, and I did mean it. I, you know, I don't know if I really meant it when I apologize the next day, but I, I did mean it. Um, in June, now we're friends. So 
since then, since around June, we've been in contact with each other, mostly to like send pictures of our cats back and forth and also to complain about like conservatives and share memes and, you know, just random stuff, nothing like too deep. And I do have my guard up with him because I'm not someone who wants to let people in just for them to kind of leave. And it's one of those things that I'm not the best at understanding social cues or understanding the implications behind people's words. And I mentioned in my call that I was going to go to therapy and talk about it there, (laughs) Um, which I did. So I went to therapy virtually and I had just started seeing this therapist. And I don't think that I would have seen her if my boyfriend hadn't broken up with me because I was, I was therapist shopping while we were dating, but I kind of gave up when all I could find were therapists who didn't have virtual options. And the one that I did see in person refused to wear a mask. So yeah, I don't think that like, if he didn't break up with me in January, I would not have kept looking for a therapist. And so this therapist helped a lot with me getting through those paralyzing emotions I felt for months um, following the breakup. She also made me realize something about myself I kind of knew but didn't really want to admit, which is that I am on the autism spectrum. And this is something that three other medical professionals told me that I should look into an autism diagnosis as well as ADHD, which I also have. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm 20 years old. Like No one ever noticed this. And so it's kind of like, this is really nice. Like I know something about me that I never knew before. The sad part is that my insurance didn't cover telehealth. Um, so I stopped seeing that therapist, which really broke me. I like bawled in my car again. I do that a lot. I bawl in my car. That's the best. Um, place. It's a good place to cry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I finally found a counselor that was like really good for me. So since March and my diagnosis, I have been fully immersed in the autistic community um, online, more specifically the autistic women community online. And I have never felt more seen or understood with these struggles that I felt was just because I'm, I took on a parental role when I was eight years old, um, or because I'm the oldest daughter with a neglectful father. Like, you know, I thought a lot of these things were just like, because of the way that my life was, but it, it's more than that. And that's kind it's really nice to know. It's also one of those things where for the first time in my life, I feel like a priority. Of course, I am prioritizing myself, but I and my needs are still a priority to someone, even if that someone is me. So that's the good part of the update. There, there. Oh no. <laughs> We're on such a high note. <laughs> but I do have a bit of an issue relating to my ex. So this past semester, I was in a creative writing or creative nonfiction writing workshop. Um, I am a creative writing major. And there was this one guy in the class who he wrote about this town in my state that is like a second hometown to me. I have lots of memories there. I have family friends there. And then in his second piece, he like had a character that was the same name as my family friend. So I was like, I emailed him and I was like, are we connected in like some weird way? Like, do we both know these people? We don't. Um, But (laughs) we started talking like a lot. And now he is my boyfriend. And I know that I sound like a serial dater. I promise these are like the only two boyfriends that I've like really had besides like one in high school. You also don't have to justify your dating. Date whoever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So for kind of a while, I thought that I was getting over my ex. Like like in April and May, I was like, I'm getting over it. Like I'm doing really well. And as the semester went on and the class became more demanding, I think that I just had too much on my mind to think of him. 
I wasn't really over it. And then throughout May, I thought about him a lot, but I was starting to like this guy from my class. So then in June, I moved six hours away for school because there are no online classes anymore. So yeah, me and my ex had become friends again in June. And I'm progressing in this relationship with this new guy. And my boyfriend now knows that I've been in communication with my ex. He knows the full extent. He knows like everything because I respect him and I don't want him to feel like blindsided by anything. Yeah. So for the past two months, I've been growing in this relationship and and then keep thinking about my ex more and more. And this new guy and I were going at a really good speed until a few weeks ago, he told me that he loves me. Oh my God. This is so full circle. Holy shit. (laughs) And then I was like, I didn't say it back. I mean, like we've been talking since the beginning of April. So like that's, that's been about four months now. And like, he's so sweet and he puts me first. And it's one of those relationships where it's like my whole life, I've like wanted to be treated well in a relationship. And here I am. And I'm not questioning his feelings. I'm questioning mine, which I don't think is a bad thing considering that we're only a few months in and we're really young and all this different stuff. But I think that the constant thoughts about my ex and the fact that we are still like somewhat in contact are kind of getting in the way of me focusing on this new relationship. But yeah, so since we're we're both creative writing majors and instead of saying I love you back, I just wrote poems and I gave them to him because I was like, I don't know how to express myself in any way. Like when I was younger, I would like remember quotes from movies and just like say those because I didn't know how to have a conversation with people. And so I just like did like I wrote him poems and I was like, here you go. And like he really appreciated the poems um, and he understands that there are a lot of difficulties that I have in social situations. So he understood why I felt it easier to express my feelings, not through the spoken word, but the written one. And, you know, he, he does a lot of other stuff that like, like I really don't like physical touch that like is like soft. It's like, I need a lot of pressure and he like, it's not second nature to him to like do that. And so he's like, but he's like learned like little stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, I need you to do this. Or I need you to do that because it makes me a lot more comfortable. And he understands that. And he's really good with that. But it's like this, like, I love you thing. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not there. And I don't know when I'm going to be. And I feel bad for it. You shouldn't feel bad. Do you like him? (laughs) Yes. Okay. You like him and you like spending time with him. Yeah. That's another thing is that he has really bad anxiety And he's kind of at this point where he's like, I need to be with someone like I need someone else in the house while I'm at night because and so he spends a lot of time with me and I'm like, I don't want to spend all Mm. this time with you because it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, are you, do you find yourself typically to be someone who is like focus on like one thing, one lane kind of person? Like, do you, or, or are you someone who like lots of little things at a time or do you kind of like to focus And when you're into something, you're into like one thing. Because in relation to like, I mean, our advice always can't be friends with your ex when there's feelings there. And part of me wonders if like you're, um, and I had, I had like when I, I couldn't be friends with exes for this reason, because Mm -hmm. I'm very, I'm like an all over the place kind of person. But when it comes to like emotions and feelings, like I'm like very fucking linear. Like I, and like, I have to go out of my way. Like when I would date someone, I'd have to go out of my way to date multiple people at the same time because I would get tunnel vision with one person. And 
not actually get in over my head, but like end up being like, shit, I don't actually like this person. Like I have to consciously diversify (laughs) in that kind of way. And I wonder if part of you, like your, I love you is living with your ex and like your, that I love you is there. And you can see that because you still talk to him. Like he's still like by proxy in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, for me, I would have a hard time even recognizing if I could be in love or like if this like would grow into love with some other person because that other person has that and I still have a connection to them through that, you know? Yeah, no, that, that is it. Like I, I do get very in over my head and I think that my thing is that when my ex and I broke up, I was like, I can't do that. Like I can't get so into it because I don't want to be broken up with again the day after I say I love you to someone. That's scary. And it was really hard. And it's still really hard to think that that like happened. I think that's also a traumatizing thing that like saying those words again to somebody that can be like a, a, a triggering thing. It's like, this is like, I said that to this other person and that person left. And so like, I'm having to rationalize with my psyche that like, I can say this to this other person, this other person won't leave. But I think it's like a twofold thing that you've been on the other end of it. So I would assume you'd probably get in your head of being like, well, shit, I've been on the other side of like, I'm not going to dump my boyfriend because I do really like him. But like, I know how it feels to say I love you and not hear that back. And like, it can kind of become that whole circle like over and over and over again. And I think that like, as much as you can try and like try and compartmentalize and think about everything in like different little boxes. Like think about your relationship. Like Melissa said, like, do you like him? Like, Mm -hmm. do you see yourself moving forward? If you take your, if you put blinders onto everything else in that situation, do you like him? Do you see him moving forward? Because I would say, I think like the spending a lot of time together, like four months in and like having anxiety with that kind of stuff, that would be really overwhelming to me at the beginning of a relationship. And I think that like, regardless of the reason why that it's like a mental health thing, it's an anxiety thing that's for him, that's a hundred percent valid, but it's also a hundred percent valid. If you're like, I know where this is coming from, but like the outcome of this is spending a lot of time together is not something that like spending like all of this time together is Mm -hmm. not something that I, I need in a relationship, regardless of why that the origin of that is. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't think that's like a, a fucked up thing at all, but there's like a level of compromise in there with that. And then with the, with the ex that I also wonder if maybe there's a part of you that is like maintaining a friendship because a, that there might be something there that like he would then reignite that because those feelings obviously like that hurt is still there and even if it's not like he says like he made made a mistake and like you're suddenly gonna want to be with him again but it can also be like the he said he made a mistake and then you can be like yeah fuck you like and like you have that like big like moment afterwards or if it's like feeling guilty about how you talk to him after the breakup and all of that like it just feels like there is a lot of loose ends here that like I would if it was me I would feel pretty overwhelmed on being able to focus on a new relationship without comparing it to the other one because he's still somewhat there and then not knowing like do you want to be in this relationship with your current boyfriend if you take out every other factor into this and like do you feel like it's too fast to say I love you because that also can be like a turnoff 
in general. How long were you and your ex dating when you said I love you to him? Four months in. So it's just a month difference. But first time I ever like had a one-on-one conversation with this guy was three months before he he said that. And the first time I had had a conversation with my ex was about a year and a half before I said it. It is different situations. And I think that I really, I really empathize with my boyfriend now because I'm like, I know that it sucks to say I love you and not hear it back, whether that is the person breaking up with you or them just not saying it. So how did you feel when your current boyfriend told you that he loved you? It felt good to hear but it also was like oh this is going really fast and we had a lot of conversations at the beginning where we were like I told him I was like I don't want to move too fast like I'm not in the place where I want to move super fast and he was like yeah me neither and then all of a sudden it's going really fast and I'm like okay we're going 65 and a 35 like what are we doing here yeah Yeah. i'll be honest i don't love that like i think that like setting boundaries ahead of time of like i don't want to move too fast is like a really important and very valid thing to kind of say we always preach on the podcast like when you say i love you to someone you should be saying it because like that's how you feel and you really want to let that person know and you don't want it to be reciprocated that being said there's also you don't say it if you know that you're going to put your partner in an uncomfortable position or if they're not ready to hear that, don't say that to your friend who's in a relationship. Like mm-hmm. there, there are like those certain boundaries. And I think that is kind of one of them. I have a friend who has been had one of her exes had a kind of similar trajectory. Like she really wanted to take it super slow and he was all on board. But then like he said that, but like every other action was not really that. So do you feel like besides from the I love you, how you perceive taking a relationship slow, do you feel like he has honored that and that has been the rest of your relationship? Kind of not really. You know, he is staying here a lot. And next week is the first week of classes and he's in between apartments. And so he's living at home right now, an hour away. And I think like my thing is I keep setting these boundaries of like, I need you to do this. And and he listens most of the time. But I was like, yeah, like, I don't want to spend half the week together. We are sleeping in the same bed when we shouldn't be at that point yet. And, you know, he's living at home right now. And he was like, can I like stay for the first week of classes? So I don't have to like commute. Because one of his big things with anxiety is that he he has a really hard time driving on the highway. And so like he called me the other day and he was like pulled over 30 minutes into his route. But I told him, I was like, if you're going to come up here and stay, I need you to have a COVID test before you come because his sister and mom are not vaccinated. And he's wearing double mask in the house. Like he's as safe as he can be with the situation. So I don't like put any blame on him. I, his sister and mom work at a daycare, which I think is... Wow. Yeah. But it's like a rural town in the South. Like, Oof. I get it, but I don't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I told him, I was like, you need to have a COVID test before you come up here. And I've told him that like, like my parents are coming up here probably this weekend so that they can bring me a dryer. We're all going to wear masks. Mm-hmm. We're all vaccinated. But there are t- two new variants that are mm-hmm. affecting people. And mm-hmm. my brother has Down syndrome and mm-hmm. is very high risk. I don't care. Like I'm protecting the people that I love, the people who I don't love and who are strangers. I'm protecting myself. And so like, there's that where I'm like, I feel a little uncomfortable you coming up here and staying. I understand your need to do that and to make it all 
okay, I need you to have this COVID test. A good thing is that like, if I'm like, okay, can you sleep on the couch instead of sleeping in the bed? He's like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's okay with that, which is like good for me to know. But it's also like, I feel guilty when I ask him. You shouldn't feel guilty. So can So he, he's like stepped over a few boundaries with you now. And so let's say that he hadn't said, I love you. Would you have stayed with him? Probably because I am a pushover. But do you want to be with him? I do. But it's also like, there are a lot of things where I'm like, I have these complaints. Like this morning, I was sending voice messages back and forth from one of my friends, like being like, I need help with this situation. Like talking about more like his anxiety and like me having to be his like girlfriend slash therapist when I only signed up to be a girlfriend. Okay. Is he in therapy? (laughs) He is, but he's doing it through the school. And so it's like not an every week thing, but he is going to therapy and, and he is trying. And that's the thing too, that like is hard for me. It's like, he's doing all that he can to get better but it's also like he's still relying on me for a lot of stuff and I'm like I don't feel like I need to be the one that you are relying on for all this stuff why hasn't he got his own apartment so he is moving into an apartment August like 25th 26th like sometime that week so in like two weeks kind of I think he was gonna live an hour away and he decided that like a while ago before he started having all this anxiety about driving he decided that like I can do the commute and now he's like he doesn't think that he can do that and so he was trying to find an apartment very quickly and another thing too is that like his family isn't helping him out financially at all so he's going to be paying over a thousand dollars a month and so he's like stressed out about that one thing that I've been thinking and don't really know if this is me being really anxious and jumping to conclusions or if it's me being intuitive but I have thought at some points, I'm like, what if he is love bombing me and I'm not recognizing mm-hmm. it now? Because he talks about gaslighting from a previous relationship every time it's brought up. We were watching, because I've been making him watch The Bachelorette because <laughs> I really like Katie, but they talked about gaslighting on the last two episodes of The Bachelorette and we'll talk about it. I'm like, I don't think that anyone necessarily gaslighted. I think that it was just very manipulative and everyone was just very human in these interactions. And it was very, it was not good, but I don't know if I would consider it gaslighting because both parties were at fault. And like, if you watched it, you understand kind of where I'm coming from with that. And he was like, well, no, I was gaslit for a while. And I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, what if he's like really manipulating me and I just don't see it? Like, I don't recognize that. Like I was being manipulated by the guy whose ex-girlfriend's clothes were in his closet. Mm -hmm. And I didn't recognize that until like a year and a half later. I don't know kind of if I'm like taking a lot of past experiences that have not been great into this relationship or if I am like right on the money and correct about it all. I think you're right on the money. I've seen a lot of red flags. This was going to be my final question that (laughs) I was going to ask. Are you staying with him because you feel like you're you were holding on to like when you were in that last relationship and you told him I love you and then he dumped you the next day and then do you are you carrying some of those emotions on with you like you feel like that you need to stay with him because he told you that he loved you yes I think just the answer to your question is yes and also I was going to school in my hometown for the first year of college COVID hit in March and I don't have any friends in town 
Mm-hmm. I'm living in a one bedroom apartment. It's the best thing that I've ever done to live alone. <laughs> but it's like, I'm also living alone because I don't know anyone else. So I think that that's also part of it is that like, I don't know anyone here. And so it's kind of just like, here's a friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what he's doing, which I think is a really clear distinction we need to make. And part of the reason why you're saying that you feel guilty asking for things. So what he's doing is he's making you compromise your boundaries and boundaries aren't compromises. That's like a firm line. And that's where the kind of like emotional kind of manipulation comes into play, whether it's conscious or completely subconscious. But when your thing is, I don't want to spend a lot of time together. And that's a boundary. That's like a line in the sand. And he's like erasing half the line going, well, I'll sleep on the couch. Theoretically, when that is proposed to you, it's like, okay, well, he's respecting this boundary. He's not. He's creating a different one for you and saying, Mm -hmm. I see your boundary. I don't like that. So I'm going to make a new one and I'm going to put it in a package that makes it seem like I'm doing a solid and like, this is what you want. And like, that's where that kind of feeling afterwards comes in. And the same way that you're saying that like, you feel guilty asking for that kind of stuff. This reminds me, I don't know if there's a specific term for this, but like, it's like a love bombing in like a, I am so broken. I have so much trauma. I have like, I'm trauma dumping on you and all of this. And like, I am opening up about, it it can kind of be disguised as like, I'm really great with communication. Like I'm opening up about my mental health. I'm opening up about all of this stuff. And then that becomes my burden very early on in our relationship that everything I am saying and everything I'm doing, I'm factoring in these things about you that I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing with someone this early into a relationship. It can also be like, well, then if you're sharing, if this person's sharing this much about themselves and like opening up this much, it can make me feel like I also have to open up this much. And then when they're somewhat kind of like listening and respecting this sort of thing, it makes me feel like it can feel like like it's working in that sense. But do you feel like you kind of had to open yourself up in a way that makes you a lot more vulnerable because he did that at first with like, I have all this anxiety. I have all of this. Did you feel, do you feel like you opened up the same kind of timeline you would have if he hadn't done that? Yeah, no, I don't think that we would be moving or like, I don't think that like we would be moving so fast if, if he didn't do that. And I think that the thing too, is that I kind of, and I saw a TikTok where this girl like said that she did the same thing where it's like and she's autistic and like where she would see things in movies and like the way that relationships went in movies and tv shows and she thought that that's how people really lived real life and that's the way that it is for me and Mm -hmm. so like I'm kind of unlearning all this stuff that I thought was how real life was like I know that this is fiction but real people are writing this so it must be true and it's not Mm -hmm. and that's like a big thing with um, autistic people is that it it is there's this really hard distinction between reality and fantasy. But yeah, I don't think that it would have moved that quickly if he didn't open up about um, his anxiety. And this is also the first relationship that I've been in where I have been diagnosed. You know, I always thought, oh, well, like guys love to just like rub my back and like, I hate it, but I should like it. So this is the first time where I'm like, you need to give me a lot of pressure when you touch me or don't touch me at all kind of thing. Or like, usually I'm like, oh, well, guys love helping me out in the kitchen, but I cannot have anyone in my kitchen because I really like to cook and I really like to bake. And I know that that's like a, well, gender equality. I want to help you out too. Kind of like, that's his whole thing. He's like, I want to help you out too. Cause I don't want you to think that you have to cook for me just cause you're the girl. I'm like, no, I like cooking and I have my kitchen and I know where everything is. 
And one time he, I like put the microwave on and I told him that that's the one thing that he could do is turn on the microwave because he really wanted to help. And I was like, and I forgot that I told him that. And so I turned on the microwave and he like opened it up at like four minutes and 51 seconds. And I had to add another nine seconds to it because I was like, it needs to be at five minutes and 15 seconds. It cannot be at this five minutes and six seconds. Like it can't be. I know that I did that math really wrong. It's but a week can't do math. Don't worry. Yeah. But yeah, like at that point, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm the one who is not good in this situation. Like, I feel like I'm like, when, when I guess in reality, I'm just expressing my needs. And if you can't meet my needs, then I guess we shouldn't be together kind of a thing. Yeah. That's a him problem. Yep, like you a- expressing your needs and all of that and like being so direct, like, like a therapist would be like, that is the ideal communication you want to have in a relationship. And those like feelings of is it my fault? Am I the, like, whatever, anything like that? Like that's on him. Like mm-hmm. it shouldn't f- have those kinds of feelings and that stuff. And also the distinction between movies. I've never heard that, like uh, how unlearning the whole, like, oh, well, this is in movies, like separating the movie from fantasy. Cause I've always compared love bombing. I'm like, think of a fucking Patrick Dempsey movie and think of like the hot hunk character. That's like, if it seems like it's a movie, that's what that is because it's mimicking these things that they have seen. And that's kind of what that is. But it's impossibly hard until you've been in a relationship or seen a relate. And it's honestly easier when you've been in a relationship where you recognize like, oh my gosh, it's not like that. This is what the healthy version looks like. But when we only have the unhealthy, like love bombing movie version to reference, it's really, really fucking hard to figure out what that is. And I think the thing that my, like I always tell my friends and we say on the podcast all the time, four months in, but especially early on in a relationship, you should be guarding yourself still on both parties and like unveiling like all of these really intimate details about yourself or doing all of that. That's not what a health, the start of a healthy relationship looks like. And like the first couple months of it, it's like, I mean, half the time you're not even fucking farting in front of someone. Like it's like all of that best stuff. But when someone tries to like skip the dating kind of process and get into like, we're basically roommates who like live together and like, we're like in like a deep relationship, relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, all of that. When the, when the pedal is like hits the fucking gas on those things, that is like an automatic red flag. And like, I, I mean, I think we both agree that this is like, lots of red flags here. And I don't think that like he necessarily knows it, but I think Melissa's right in the sense that this, and like you said before, like you really wanted a boyfriend who like really cared about you and really loved you and all of that. And like, this sounds super great on paper. And even if you take out like the red flags or whatever, that's how every relationship kind of is. Like we have this idea of like what we want and what we want in our needs aren't crazy and drastic. But like when you go from having dated like really fucking shitty people, it feels like, I'm asking for a lot. And like, really all we're asking for is like date someone who, in my case, someone who great sexual chemistry with makes me laugh and is like a fun person to hang around and is like really nice to me. And that's like four, that's like four things. Like Mm -hmm. that's not that much. It's not that hard. And there's a fifth thing there. That's just, I want to love them. And I obviously want them to like love me back and all of that, but there has to be that other thing there. And I think that like for, with him, I think it's like an on paper. And then like Melissa said, shit, I went through this before. I feel like I kind of got everything I was asking for and I don't really like it. You order something at a restaurant, turns out you don't actually like how it tastes. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's a recipe, like a fucking recipe. You make it and it doesn't end up being as good as you thought it would be. That's like the 
non-toxic version of him, but I think he's toxic. Yeah, I think so too. And I kind of want to go back to the movie thing too, because you said that he said that he loved you and then you've been writing poems and you've been expressing yourself that way. So in mm -hmm. your poems, are they actually how you feel? Or are they a fictionalized version that you can show him so that it doesn't break his heart? Well, they are actually how I feel like. And one, okay. I was basically like, I'm not there yet. These are like communicating poems. Okay. Mm -hmm. This makes That's sense. Yeah. To me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's well, and then also like as a creative writing major, like poems are just like fictionalized versions of the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, all of it is like very much actually how I feel. And just like a way for me to be able to like communicate with him because I I I don't know how to say I'm not there yet and I don't know when I'm going to be there and I might not never be there. Another thing is I say a lot of very rude things and I don't know that they're rude and or like very blunt um, until they are said um, and then someone is offended and then I feel bad. So it was a little easier for me to like sugarcoat it with a fruity poem. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, that makes sense. I think that you deep down kind of know how you feel and I think you like need to go based on like your emotions with this you are correct his, you should be his girlfriend you shouldn't be his therapist and i say this as somebody who deals with like a lot of mental health shit like i didn't open up to mats about that kind of stuff until like way longer into our relationship and like that was never my therapist has always been like yeah like protect protect yourself and like protect that kind of a thing and he's not doing that and if you're not like protecting your mental well-being and your health and, and this is maybe a very black and white way of kind of thinking about it i think if you are not really protecting it you tend to weaponize it having someone say something about like my mental health or like if i've confided in them about something and then having them like use it against me or throw like that's the most hurtful and painful thing that anyone could ever fucking do and so i go out of my way to like really try for that not to happen and i think people who are really comfortable sharing those intimate things very quickly on and then really relying on other people like that's a means of control mm -hmm. and that's I, that is what this is because you are factoring in his anxiety to change your boundaries and to make decisions that you would not have done otherwise none of that has anything to do with his anxiety he has just he's made it about his anxiety and that's one of those things that i'm like my mental health shit is my fucking problem and like i can let the people in my life know like what i need and how they can help and like how best to support me on that but i can't put that on other people and i would never dream of doing that that's what he's doing and it makes it really really hard to end a relationship with someone like that because they use it they make they make you think about it. They mm -hmm. make you really think yeah. about like, well, he has anxiety. I don't want to do this. I like, I want to make sure this, this, and this. That is a means of control versus of oh, he has anxiety. This is the best way I can communicate with him about this thing that we're already talking about or this thing that we're already doing. But when it factors into how you, the choices you make and like your boundaries, that's just manipulation, right? And like with that anxiety too, he's very insecure because he is trans. And so there's like this whole other layer of like, I've never been with someone who's trans. He's insecure that he can't give me enough. There's a lot to it. He needs therapy, not a girlfriend. And at a certain point, yeah, we've all been there. 
and sometimes it happens while you're in relationships, but he is not equipped emotionally to be in a relationship until he's worked out the stuff. And a lot of people think if they've got anxiety regarding relationships, the best way to work on that is being in a relationship. And it's not because there's casualties besides yourself. There's being like honest and open. And then there's being recklessly honest and open, which is just ends up being manipulation. Yeah. I hate, (laughs) I hate that that's like what we're saying with this, but like, I think, you know, like everything you're saying, you, I think you really understand, you really know. And I think you are being pragmatic. And so thinking with pure intentions, because you have pure intentions that like, you don't want to hurt him or do any of this kind of stuff, but like, you have to focus on you and like, you are a good person. There's nothing that you're going to say or do. Also, especially since like the, how the last relationship ended that you felt very guilty about how you talk to your ex, no matter if you want to end it, which is what my, our recommendation No is. one's saying to, I'm whispering we're just, it. the cards are on the table. We've given our thoughts about it. I think you know where we stand, but the decision at the end yeah. of the day is your decision. Yeah. And you have to do it for you and mm-hmm. how you would do it. And if you decide to end the relationship, it's, you're never going to do anything because you're a good person that is like going to like be mean to them or like purposely trigger their anxiety or anything like that. So you just have to be incredibly steadfast in your choices and your words and what you say to protect your own mental health. Cause I think it has, yeah, I think it's been weaponized towards you. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that you guys are saying are like things that I do need to hear. And like, I was on the phone with my mom about a week ago and I was like talking about like a few things with him and she was like, oh, that sounds like a lot of baggage. My parents are together, but she was like, that sounds like a lot of baggage. And I said, well, dad has a lot of baggage. And she said, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'm like hearing this from other people in my life too. And I think that like one of my biggest fears is to be stuck in a relationship that, you know, that is very abusive and that I can't get out of because I'm too far into it. You can always get out. Yeah, you can always get out. You can always get out. No matter what. Mm -hmm. No matter how, there's never, you're never in too deep. Right. Ever. Well, I mean, like, just like, you know, how there's like that statistic that is people try to leave eight times before they like actually leave. I think that that's like one of my biggest fears is being one of those people that like has to take eight times before I can actually leave. And so that's like, a big fear with this relationship where I'm like, oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I will say it's better safe than sorry. And like when you are with someone then it's like a healthy kind of relationship, I know you're not in like with that other therapist before, but if you're able to get back Mm -hmm. into therapy too, like when Mm -hmm. I tell you that like you will recognize if you are in a good and healthy relationship, there's not a part of you that continues to worry if you're being gaslit or anything like that. Like you can carry that kind of old trauma and see it and like, like, am I seeing this in this relationship? But like that, there are some very clear black and white things in that way. And I think if you are in therapy, when you're getting into new relationships and that kind of stuff, you will be able to, once you have a good standpoint of like a point of a really good point of reference of a healthy relationship, it's going to be a lot clearer to what are the signs that this is not going well. And you can always ask your friends to be like, be so brutally honest with me. Like I even have friends who have like really like have had like a really hard time, like deciphering people with good intentions that they, and you can't necessarily do this as much now. And you don't have like a solid group of friends at school, but like when like group dates, that was like a big thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm only seeing this guy three times. I can't get, I don't have a good read on people. Like I'm going to bring him around and see this, or even if it's like, 
you're going to have like a, a family member or like a something like that where it's like, or you go in public or this is all like COVID unrelated things, but seeing how other people react to someone and how they treat other people and all of that kind of stuff can be really helpful, especially if you find that you have a hard time deciphering if someone's like intentions are true or not, you know? Right. Yeah. That would be really helpful. I think that like, also my thing is like, you know, just scared about COVID, but yeah, I, I will try to do some of that stuff. And I am going to therapy on Thursday. I have the first appointment on Thursday. So yeah. congratulations. Thursday's a good therapy day. I've had Thursdays. It's one of my days before. I think that was my day with my last therapist, actually. Oh, so, love yeah. it. Well, wow. You have lived so much life. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I hope we weren't too harsh. No, not at all. Everything that you guys said was like stuff that I needed to hear. And I also like, you guys can be harsh, but like, it's always like stuff that I need to hear. Like I've been listening since I was 16 years old. Like this, like, yeah, I've been listening since the first episode. So it's like, I'm like, yeah. Well, I hope this was helpful. And also I think you said you're in the Facebook group. Um, I know you don't have a ton of like close friends where you are at now. I don't know how much you utilize like talking to people within the Facebook group, but a lot of people are in very similar boats. boats. There's lots of like group chats of people who like mm-hmm. talk and hang out. Maybe they can find out like a virtual way to like help like suss out like future potential partners and being like, hey, everybody, mm-hmm. like, what do we think? Like, what's this, this? It's like a very good collective, like hive mind kind of thing if yeah. you have utilized that. Thank you guys. This was really helpful. And yeah, can't (laughs) wait to keep listening. (laughs) I'm glad. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. Damn. What a life. Yeah. She's 20, right? I think so. And she's already taking like the test for her to be a teacher. Yeah. I don't know when you're supposed to take that. I don't know either, but she's listening since episode one, season one, since she's 16. 16. I can't believe (sighs) that. We neither of us knew that this was going to be so much, so much, so, 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 so much. And it's also like it kind of reminds me of like, um, you know, those reality shows that it's like, where are they now? And like, I love that we do the updates with mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, especially when it's like fuckboy situation, because it's like there's always something else that happens, whether it's like good or bad. But like, especially when you're like young in your 20s and dating and all of that, like you you go through. fuck boy after fuck boy and like different iterations and they like wear different outfits and different Mm -hmm. costumes you can't totally tell and it's it's a time but i hope that was helpful for anyone else who might have been listening to it we have we talk about love bombing on here a lot but we haven't talked about like like it's showering someone with like love but also half of it fits into love bombing but there's a different layer there and like i said i've I have been there with like people who are like actively dealing with addiction. It's just a very similar thing. And like, it's like manipulative as, as fuck. Mm -hmm. It fucks you up, especially because I find a lot of time those people end up going for people who are like very big mental health advocates that it preys on that. Mm -hmm. You're more successful. Mm -hmm. Love bombing in itself can be like a very intentional tactic from like abusive people, but this to me is one of those like hurt people hurt people kind of a thing where it's like sometimes when you have like unresolved mental health stuff and you're not working on it and not doing all of that like you are just a fucking tornado mm-hmm. and you drag everyone down or i guess tornadoes go up and down have you ever lived through a tornado no i feel like every all those they're not tornadoes in there all of those places you live like warnings and they've touched down near i've never been in one hmm. well 
That's it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. If you have an update, shoot us an e- email. email. Let us know and we would love to schedule that with you. If you want to support the show, join our Patreon. It's super fun. We do the video versions on there. It's literally like, I mean, you know how months work. It's either four or five a month and it's a dollar. A dollar? A dollar? A dollar. A dollar. A dollar. (laughs) It's just a dollar. But we also have a five dollar tier where we do live streams twice a month and they're literally just like Zoom hangouts. They're so fun. We get to know everybody. It's a really great like community building thing. If you are in a new city or especially with people going back to school and virtual school or not being able to like, you know, have lots of social activities because of COVID and uh, that stuff. It's a great way to do that. And it's really fun and we enjoy it a ton, but you can always enter in however much money you want to uh, do that. If you are feeling generous or you are the heir to the toaster strudel fortune, Mm -hmm. follow us on Instagram. We're available everywhere. My presets are actually out now. And I'm not like lying in advance. Her presets are out. They're very cute. You should check them out. If you're a Taylor Swift fan, you might notice some of the names. 1989. Mm-hmm. And some of the, I mean, all the old presets are also still available, but they're great. Awesome. And follow my business Instagram, Diamond Imprint. Do it. Oh, and then follow us on TikTok. Our TikTok, like our podcast TikTok. You can also follow our individual TikToks. Would love that. But follow the podcast on tiktok yeah. and buy our merch <gasps> i forgot i oh my gosh i've been wearing it i wear it a lot i'm wore it for three days straight and then i changed into a different sweatshirt that is also our merch buy our merch it's so cute it's so comfortable and um it's really nicely made and by and it really will encompass did you read that one comment that I someone did. said they fucking liked mm-hmm. when you did that fuck all of you who said that <laughs> because i was like this feels like a direct attack to me I loved it. I know. But yeah, so no, when you're supporting it, you're like our merch, you get to rep the podcast and support our show. And inadvertently, you are supporting the Green Brothers, not Jeffree Star or Jake Paul. So think about that when you're buying other people's merch. (laughs) Okay. We will see you all next time. Goodbye. is a production by me executive produced by melissa demonts and diamond imprint productions edited by coco lawrence post-production sound by chris henry production assistance by melanie d watson music by ryan hunter and giacomo picasso hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. <laughs> 